0: Hi everyone, Paul here from Rant Depot. I'm here with my co-host Goop the Cat, and we're here to narrate the latest letter, Sisi ne pa un bebe, meaning this is not a baby, uh, the reasons for which will become evidently clear. But when it comes to objects, especially objects that are designed to be bought and owned, we are always on the lookout for things that subvert our expectations of that form in order to possess things that are unique. Trends are mostly this, we find something unique People buy it until mass-produced versions of what it originally was arrive, and supply begins to outrank demand, it loses its appeal, and we move on. But what about objects that reject our expectations entirely? What about objects that appear as the thing we expect them to be, but cannot possibly function as such? Taking on the image of the object without the function. What if they were fucking useless? Well, dear reader, have I got some objects for you. So first up we have Katarina Camprani In 2012, Athens-based designer Katarina began designing a range of useless objects with their project The Uncomfortable Beginning as 3D renders some of these designs have now been made into physical prototypes in case you wanted to get a gift for someone you wish death upon This first one, a fork uh, where the top and bottom of the fork are attached by a a, a dainty chain Um, obviously render the fork Fairly useless. I like this one because it could possibly double up as a sort of medieval tourney weapon, uh, feebly try and eat some peas and then dispense with your enemies probably more effectively. The next one, this wine glass, is also great, not only for the image it conjures imagining someone drinking the wine, but also for slightly resembling the chair that Will Smith sits on in Men in Black, which was designed to be equally annoying and inefficient. I'm a big fan of eggs appearing in the built environment like a eggy Fibonacci also. Camprani's approach to design versus art provides us with a good reference point while we forage around the fuckery in this letter. Camprani explains that design is a quote series of actions that you do as opposed to something that is experienced passively. You can design how you eat breakfast, how you sit in a chair, how you write. Camprani states that design has to work somehow because it's art if it's not functioning. This is of course not a definitive description of design, but one that explains Camproni's approach to these objects and a useful distinction for us too. If we take Marcel Duchamp's Fountain from 1917, an early postmodern example of an ordinary object being transformed into art in a provocative way, quite simply by rotating it and removing it from the conventional space it should occupy. If we take this to its full conclusion, the rotated structure of the fountain would cause your uh, piss. pour back out onto you. It is not just the appearance of the urinal that has changed, but its entire function, while still remaining identifiable as a piss receptacle. Camprani's objects are thus designed to be art, by rejecting the principles of design that make something functional and accessible. The best of these objects, in my opinion, are those that act against the physics of an action rather than facilitating it. The wine glass, the fork, and this final example below, the watering can and I've included a link to check out Katerina's work below. Next up we have Chindogu, unsolving problems. When Kenji Kawakami, former editor of the Japanese home shopping magazine Home Order Life, coined the term Shindogu, meaning unusual tool, he was describing prototypes of products that were seemingly, seemingly useful but also quite shit. This concept would later be introduced to English-speaking readers by Dan Papier, In 1995, the pair would collaborate on a book called 99 More Useless Inventions, The Art of Shindogu. that featured original material from Kawakami and text from Papier, Behold. Uh, The screenshots that I've included are taken from the Internet Archive copy of this book. Long live the Internet Archive and I sure hope nothing bad happens to the people suing them. I've also included a screenshot of the 10 Tenets of Shindogu, which include A Shindogu cannot be for real use. It is fundamental to the spirit of Shindogu that inventions claiming shindogu status must be, from a practical point of view, almost completely useless, i.e. unuseless. Two, a Shindogu must work. So, you have to be able to use the object. It's not going to be useful, but it needs to be usable, hence un useless. Third, inherent in every Shindogu is the spirit of anarchy. Shindogu are man-made objects that have broken free from the chains of usefulness. Four, shindogu are tools for everyday life, a form of non-verbal communication understandable to everyone everywhere. What we were referring to earlier in terms of identifiable images that subvert uh, the function um, of the thing that it is an image of. Number five, shindogu are not for sale. They're not tradable. If you accept money for one, you surrender your purity, it says here. They must not be sold even as a joke. Fucking hell. 6. Humor must not be the sole reason for creating shindogu. The creation of shindogu is fundamentally a problem-solving activity. Humor is simply the byproduct of finding an elaborate or unconventional solution to a problem that may not have been a problem to begin with. 7. Shindogu shindogu are not propaganda. 8. Shindogu are never taboo. It makes a distinction here about cheap sexual innuendo or humor of a vulgar nature as apparently debasing the sanctity of living things wow number nine shindogu cannot be patented again a sort of uh, anti-commercial um, bent to this and number 10 shindogu or without prejudice shindogu must never favor one race or religion young or old male or female etc so the tenets of shindogu are quite a wholesome ethos really the second tenet that Shindogu must work perhaps excludes Shindogu objects from being treated as works of art and distinguishes them from Comprani's uncomfortable objects, although those objects do sometimes work in theory, if very poorly. It seems they are not designed to be art by any means, which makes sense given their sort of materialistic, trashy origins in the mail order catalogues. The first, second, and fourth tenets provide an internal contradiction and the integral aim of Shindogu. To create something intended to be useful, but that doesn't quite hit the mark and is more interesting than functional, but also kind of functional? Well, let's explore some examples. So first of all, we have the cranium camera. Like an invention from Black Mirror, if Black Mirror was written by Mr Bean, the cranium camera is a simple innovation that we can all make at home using a headband, gorilla glue, a disposable camera and a cranium sold separately. This example is the marriage of two useful objects to make something quite sociopathic. I do, however, think there's a market for this in the grandmother sector. Next up, we have Nature Lovers Footwear, uh, which is a Quentin Tarantino-esque shoe, sort of the stinky, dripless version of the Margiela Tabby shoe. Uh, The Tabby shoe originally originally a Japanese invention, no, dear reader. Next, we have Near Far Glasses, which take bifocals to their natural Bond villain conclusion. No lie, though, this fit would go crazy at a murder mystery party, or when you need to keep an eye out for your bus stop while also reading a book on the bus. And one final one, just to butt you up below. Next up we have Carolman's Impossible Objects. Our final entry this week is courtesy of Jacques Carolman, uh, who is alive 1929-2012. A French painter, illustrator and designer who published a uh, catalogue d'objets introuvables. I don't know how to say that. But it means Catalogue of Fantastic Things, and it was published in 1969. It was originally designed as a parody of French mail-order catalogue, so shindogu-esque. Carrollman sketched objects, again intended to ultimately render a product much worse or unusable. So below we have the kangaroo gun, designed to follow the leaping path of an animal. Of the animal, the kangaroo perfect for obliterating kangaroo jack and his offspring were the producers of that film ever tried in the hague for misleading the consumer because i think if you put a talking kangaroo in your trailer i expect a talking kangaroo throughout that's not what we got at the end next up is this sort of steampunky quality type radiated chair uh, which looks sort of like a cozy electric chair um and finally underneath this amazing concept which replaces your whole baby with a tv um, allowing you to pretend you have a child in order to watch succession season four episode four uh, illegally while walking down the streets that's probably my favorite of the ones in this letter actually just because of the kind of shape and design of it It has a sort of like et like quality at first looking at it i thought maybe the baby was actually inside and you've just covered up the baby with the tv but now i think it's fully just a pram for a tv so um shout out to carolman um but that does conclude this week's foray into designed uselessness as once again i have actually hit the email link limit. i had to cut something out of this i will leave you with this video of a car built for a fish i'll be back soon with some more heat and hopefully a podcast episode i hope you're having a lovely lovely week let's talk soon love paulie